0: hello U of T students staff and community members my name is Julie and again welcome to the ASSU podcast this is room 1068 happy new year everybody we are so excited to have you and again thank you to all of you for the great reception in our first episode As a reminder, the Ask You podcast, Room 1068, is a podcast that's seeking to bring together students, faculty, community members, and everyone in between, just because after two years of COVID, almost three years, I think, it's really important to have this sense of community and to have students make sure that there's resources whenever they need it. And we thought this podcast would be an amazing way to bring students' resources in an accessible and easy-to-access format. Today I'm joined here with a very distinguished guest, which is Professor Anne Dean Wooden, of the Arts and Science faculty here at University of Toronto. Today we're going to be talking about a lot of different topics such as her role as a Dean, upcoming initiatives from the Dean's office, and what students can expect in the coming year 2023. So, Dean Wooden doesn't really need an introduction to start off with, but I'll pass it over to her to tell you a little bit more about herself.
1: Thank you so much. I'm really thrilled to be here. I really appreciate the <laughs> invitation. Um, I hope, as uh, arts and science students know, uh, I love to engage with them. I love to hear from them. Uh, they're inspiring. They're energizing. So I really appreciate the opportunity to come here and uh, chat with uh, with you today and tell students a little bit more about myself and what's happening in the dean's office as we look forward uh, to 2023. Yeah. Uh, So as you said, I'm a professor in the Department of Cell and Systems Biology, Uh, but long before that I was a student here at U of T, an arts and science undergraduate student in the then Department of Zoology, which uh, transitioned into the Department of Cell and Systems Biology. I also did my master's degree here in uh, respiratory physiology, and uh, returned uh, some years later, uh, more than 20 years ago now, uh, to be a professor here where I run a neuroscience lab
0: absolutely amazing. I didn't even know you were a student here at U of T, but it seems like you have a really long history with the school.
1: I sure do, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I started here in uh, 1991 wow. as a Vic College student. Wow, yeah. so
0: shout out to all the Vic students there. You've got a very distinguished alumni here right on campus. So, I guess, how's your new year been? How's the start of the year? Is, things getting busy picking up fast
1: yeah you know what it's actually been a great start to the year uh, you know as uh, while we're still in a pandemic and we, we can't lose sight of that and there are numerous challenges across the globe as for we're, we're all well aware of uh, things here in arts and science are perhaps bit better than they've been uh in the past couple of years uh as students will know well there was uh more pivoting than any of us care to remember uh and while we still need to be cognizant of public health um considerations uh you know as students will know we're largely back to normal and so it is nice to start the year um in in a somewhat uh of a return to normal state so uh so that's uh a nicer way to start than the last couple of years. Exactly. You can say.
0: I think it was exactly at this point last year where everyone was starting to go in person, online. Yeah. People were just coming out of final exams and Christmas yep. holidays, and it was so chaotic for everyone. So I'm seeing a lot of students are appreciating the fact that things are returning back to normal. That's right. And it's right. nice when you're just walking on the street too to see students at the food trucks yeah, or for studying sure. in groups and everything seems real again. It's what we've gotten from a lot of students. So we really appreciate all the hard work that everyone's put into this, especially from the Dean's office. We know all that pivoting was really hard on you guys too, and you put in a lot of effort to make sure students and faculty were supported. So Thank you again for that. That was a lot of leadership and guidance on your part.
1: Really appreciate that. But let me, in turn, thank ASU as I uh, try and do whenever I have the opportunity. uh, Because I think the ASU relationship between the dean's office and ASU really strengthened. I think we've always had a great relationship, but it really strengthened the pandemic because we relied heavily on the feedback of the ASU exec to let us know um, how students were doing, right? And we know it was tough and they provided some uh, real insight that we didn't have about what some students were experiencing and that insight that actually provided uh, was really impactful in our decision making. It, it it led to real uh, change that students experienced at a number of points of those few years. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, as we look forward to 2023, I'm also excited about uh, continuing to build that relationship with ASU uh, in a non-pandemic way as yeah. we look to how we can uh, improve the faculty for everyone.
0: Yeah, and by extension, I wanna thank all the students here because ASU does not operate without its Absolutely. students. Absolutely. Over 27,000 undergraduate students in arts and science. And so to all the students out there, if there is a concern you have about your classes, extracurriculars, housing, anything in between, just raise it up to us because yeah. we do directly speak to you and to your team at the dean's office. And so any concerns, we
1: raise them up. And so that don't think that anything's too small we're here to help exactly and and let me just reiterate and, and so the students know you know we meet on a monthly basis yeah. um, ask who sets the agenda and yes. lets us know what um, they'd like to talk to us about but we also take the opportunity at times to say you know here's something that we're really um, struggling with, or here's a question we've really gotten that you know some information about how students feel would really help us in our decision-making. And then we ask the ASU exec to go out and uh, get that feedback um, from all arts and science students. Yeah. So uh, you're really right that yeah. um, it's the arts and science students coming to you through ASU uh, that is critical here.
0: Yeah, I think there's actually a couple points where students have brought in the most random points or just yep. sent us an email. And again, we're just an email or a call away, and those actually get brought up to the dean's office. That's and right. And become real changes that we see reflected in our next semesters, coming years. And so your input's really important. So never feel like any issue is too far too small, to be beyond your reach, we're here to help, and we're happy to support. So, Dean Wooden, you mentioned that you were a student here a couple years ago, <laughs> and you've
1: also served It was world. more than a couple, let's uh, say I mean, about, you know, more than 30, but anyway. too far along. <laughs> Feels you've like yesterday.
0: Exactly, every time, time flies by here. You've also served as a professor here, and of course mm. you're the current dean. As we enter the new semester, do you have any advice for students for faculty and for anyone else who might be listening to support them in the transition? Sure. Uh,
1: let me first actually start with students uh, and that's really what we're here focused on today. Um, much of my, um, the, the I don't want to say advice, but what I often want to remind students of is to be good to yourself. Yes, um, This needs to remain top of mind. Uh, we know that U of T is a challenging school. We've got high academic standards yeah. um, and this is uh, in part why many students uh, choose to, to come yeah. here because they know that the quality of the education they're going to get is outstanding. In addition to that, You know, students have many other uh, demands in their life. They often have part-time jobs. Uh, They've got often caregiving responsibilities. They may be very far from home. Uh, There's a lot going on, Mm -hmm. and we need to manage that. We need to actively manage that, whether you're undergraduate student, graduate student, staff member, or professor. We all need to manage that, and we all need to talk about managing that. And so what it means to be good to yourself is to make sure that you're putting your, your well-being mm-hmm. uh, top of mind. So uh, I actively do that. I, yeah. you know, I spend a lot of time uh, walking, cycling, yes. uh, some running, you know, even when you sort of feel that time, like, uh, you know, sometimes on a Sunday afternoon, I'll start to feel the weight of everything that I need to do that week and yes. I think okay let's make a plan for the week. Let's make a meal plan so that you know you're you're eating well and that makes you feel better. Let's get outside for a walk mm-hmm. um, and uh, let's actively build in time uh, that's away from all the demands <laughs> that we each have. You know I'll say uh, in the last term I started uh, uh, with a neighbor in our, uh, in our neighborhood uh, getting together with their family one wow. night a week to play board games, um, you know, something that keeps you away from your phone. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people can join in. So, yeah. really, to be good to yourself, put your put yourself forward. Now, I know that can sound easier said than done, um, and sometimes you need some help to figure out how to do that. Mm-hmm. So, as we're always reminding all members of our community, reach out for help. That is for students. Often, you know, your first point of contact get into your college registrar's office. There's learning strategists there, there's advisors. Maybe it's hard to to put yourself first because you know what? You've got such a challenging course load and you need some help and advice on how to manage that. Maybe you need some professional support, so let's make sure that you've uh, got access to those. Mm-hmm. Maybe you do wanna reach out and make some more friends, but you don't really know where to start. Yeah, You know, uh, your college or Hart House is a great place to go.
0: Yeah, there are so many resources yeah. here on campus. I think when you really step foot on U of T, you'll see that everything is so connected. And of course, there's other services too, like accessibility services, exactly. health and wellness, who are all there to support you. And so if you ever need those resources, you can do a quick search. Yep. We also have a whole bank of them on our ASU Instagram, and on our website. And of course, again, we're always here to help. So any questions, any needs at all, contact your registrar, contact the people around you, contact us, the office, and we'd love to support you in any way we can.
1: Great. Maybe in terms of just t- to faculty briefly, I'm not going to provide them, and their professors, any advice because I really just need to thank them. You know, again, reflect on where we've been yeah. over the last few years. Um, they've done uh, incredible work in those multiple pivots. Um, you know, as we talked about some of the decision-making that we needed to make about, you know, returning to the classroom and hybrid delivery, uh, it was really top of mind um, in our office when we made those decisions that it would be the professors that would need to adapt once again yeah. to what the the new delivery modes were um and they did that incredibly well and they really stepped up to do it uh, to the bet for the benefit of students um and they're the ones that you know push those uh, pedagogical uh, innovation boundaries and and found new ways uh, to reach students in these difficult times so I just want to take the opportunity to thank them so much yeah. uh, for all they've done over the last couple yeah. of years
0: they've really been flexible and just so yeah. accommodating over the past few years I'm also a student myself and I've I know that a lot of professors can make or break, really, the experience. I've had so much great support from professors, and that's that's hear. they've stayed flexible, because they've allowed things like extensions, you just talk to them, they're approachable, and I think, especially when, like you said, it's such a stressful time, and it's so hard balancing everything at once, as a student sometimes, having that extra backbone to lean on can really make a difference. And I mean, again, just on top of ASU, we'd like to say to all faculty, you see students are struggling with anything or you see collective problem among your classes feel free to let us know and we can also raise that with the dean's office that's right um if you notice anything sometimes you see students and interact with them more than we do on a daily basis and so if there's a problem again
1: you can also reach out to us and we're always happy to help and maybe I'll just add on that point when you know because we really do appreciate the increased flexibility that uh, professors have been providing you know for a whole host of reasons right it's of course the pandemic but you know we've got uh, students here uh, from countries where there are you know really significant global challenges um and and they're really impacted and so students are, are going to their professors for uh, flexibility for a number of reasons and uh, we know that professors want to provide the the flexibility they can but look if you've got a really large course or even if it's a small <laughs> course and it's a complex course that flexibility yeah. does often translate to often very significant increased workload for instructors yeah. and you know they're managing uh you know personal lives and, yes. and as well so uh, we have been really trying to work closely with the associate chairs uh, and the chairs and directors to provide additional resources where we can, so that when an instructor provides that additional flexibility, um, th- there is support to them, whether that's you know increased teaching in uh, TA support, or uh, whatever it might be to, to, to make that manageable for them as well. That's right. Yeah. So again, I hope you
0: found any piece of advice there helpful. Thank you, Dean Wooden, for sharing. Yeah, okay. And you have a wealth of experience and I guess, all those stages. So it's really great to hear from you. So for a lot of students, the dean's office is kind of like a, it's always there. but Mm -hmm. I don't think a lot of students are clear in what it actually does. So could you tell us a little bit about what you do as a dean, what responsibilities
1: the dean's office has, and how you're distinct from other faculty members and professors? Sure, happy to tell you a little bit about that. And maybe I'll just start with the fact that, you know, a lot of students don't really know what it does. And in some ways, that's okay because we're not the main point of contact for students, mm-hmm. right? The main point of contact for students is going to be your college, your yes. professors, and and that's uh, how it should be. Yeah. Um, but, but yes, the dean's office plays an important role because as dean, my responsibility, I have the overall responsibility for the faculty. And that uh, is under the university's mission, which is really an excellence in research and teaching. So that is a a fairly broad mandate. um, And that means that we uh, really work closely with the department chairs and the directors of our centers Mm -hmm. uh, to support them in the delivery of all their academic programs, right? All of the undergraduate courses and programs you take, graduate pars- courses and the research that's conducted yeah. so at a high level the responsibility is ensuring that we are maintaining high uh, academic standards in yes. all of those programs uh, and that we're supporting uh, excellence and research so those are the, the high level pieces right so what does that really mean uh, for students right That means that um, we are uh, supporting departments when they want to think about the delivery of new types of courses and programs, Mm -hmm. of course, because academic disciplines change over time. Um, You know, the the economy changes, there's the need for new uh, educational paths. And so we are working closely with uh, departments and centers uh, in the creation of new courses and programs those then get approved through the governance system so it's yeah. not the Dean's decision uh, that's a, a faculty-wide decision that happens yeah. through faculty council and we encourage everyone to everyone's welcome <laughs> at faculty council maybe I'll come back to that point in a minute actually yeah. um, so so the creation uh, and the oversight of courses and programs is a key component of what we do okay. we of course admit students every year and yeah. ensure that they graduate, and so that's uh, a critical uh, yeah. importance um, that, that we oversee. Uh, we support all, as I said, all of the research um, missions. So the hiring of new faculty members, mm-hmm. ensuring that they've got the uh, the equipment in their labs, uh, the funds to collaborate with others yeah. in their scholarly research. We are encouraging them, of course, to take undergraduate students into those research yes. enterprises. And we know many students are, of course, selecting U of T because of its uh, research excellence. So, so, those are sort of on the academic side. Of course, you know we have a, a large budget that, that uh, we need to manage, and that also falls under the responsibility uh, of the dean. So we spend significant amount of time on um, managing the budget, ensuring that we're allocating. The funds for that budget, yeah. uh, where they need to go, including uh, for students. And I'll say a really positive development over the last couple of years is uh, another new relationship we developed with the ASU executive, where we now meet twice a year uh, in budget consultations, yes. and that's something new that we've uh, that we've started to do really incredibly um, uh, helpful again for us uh, because we need to develop a five-year budget plan every year. It's a rolling budget. And then um, as dean, I submit that uh, to the provost for consideration. And that comes together in the university-wide budget. And so when we're when we're developing our budget on an annual basis we need to think about where we're going to um deploy those financial resources and uh in in talking with students we hear about where they often feel there are the need for additional resources now you know of course U of T is a complex system so you know often what students will bring forward are actually outside of the arts and science budget But that's fine because, of course, I have a close relationship uh, with the provost's office. So I'm able to um, formally and informally uh, convey to her uh, where uh, students are providing feedback. So, you know, an example um, in two of the themes that we talk a lot about with students are in financial aid and in mental health supports. Um, and those primarily happen at a university-wide level. The dean's office would have some involvement. So, you know, that that would be something that I would be talking to her uh, and sharing the feedback through. Yeah. Some students yeah. might
0: actually remember that we did a survey just yep. last year and this year to see what the general consensus was and where this budget should be allocated. So we had a lot of feedback around financial aid and yep. mental health, like you mentioned. But we also make sure that the allocated budget goes towards things like supporting students academically. Exactly. Through extracurriculars, through let's say career development, infrastructure development. and right. So the remodeling that's coming up of Sid Smith is a yep. big project that we're Absolutely. working on together. So we're really here to support students yeah. and your role as Dean in the Dean's office definitely is a very wide reaching role. There's a lot of layers yeah. to it. I think students don't often realize how many different layers there are to that and how yeah. many responsibilities do come along with what we do and, of course, what you do. So thank you for that. And when you actually mentioned that you're in charge of admitting students, I remember when I first got my acceptance letter from U of T, and your signature was on that. It brought up a lot of memories, and it was definitely really exciting. Because like you mentioned, U of T is a school that's known for its academic teaching and research excellence. And a large part of that is making sure that we get arts and science students represented and admitting great students and having great faculty too. So your work there is so,
1: so, so important. Yeah. yeah, I think you wanted to add on an extra point about faculty. Yeah, yeah. faculty council. So uh, for the entire arts and science community, for people that might not be aware, we've got a really important... Uh, a governance process and um part of that is a, a committee that or a, a meeting that happens on a regular basis it's called faculty council there are um members of faculty council that are voting members but it's really important to know that faculty council is open to all arts and science community members and um you know, one of the, I would say the positive changes that came out of COVID um, is that we uh, now have that meeting accessible uh, virtually. Okay. Uh, certainly this year we do. So we, we have an, in, we've returned to in-person meeting, okay. uh, but for members that would like to tune in uh, virtually, they can do that. And I, I share that because uh, at the start of the meeting, the standing part of the agenda is that the Dean provides remarks and i really use that as my regular um (laughs) forum now for for communicating with arts and science uh, community members so um you know i'm usually reflecting on what we're currently engaged in uh in the dean's office uh sharing some planning that we might be um uh, might be have uh, undertaken commenting on what I know might be on the community's mind. Yeah. So certainly in COVID, when there were a lot of questions about, you know, what's going to happen yeah. <laughs> next term or this term, I would take that as the opportunity to often share with the community. Um, and at the end of the um uh, remarks. There's actually an opportunity for for some question and answers. So um, you, I've taken to having those remarks uh, published usually on the website, so you can uh, follow the news updates on the Arts and Science website to kind of read that. Uh, but feel free to put it in your calendar and tune in for yeah. the first uh, bit of that meeting to hear my remarks It'll on a regular exciting, basis. Exciting, yeah. yeah.
0: And so I guess on that point, is there anything that's new and exciting, or any exciting developments that we can expect? you this year in the office
1: there sure are but I'm gonna uh, be a little bit careful I'm gonna give you a teaser on a couple of them because because there's still a lot more work to be done and in fact uh, some of them are gonna require governance approval so one uh, just to let students know we continue to uh, really look at uh, the rules and regulations and processes around credit no credit yes Uh, this is something that ASU executive uh, brings up to us frequently (laughs) um and uh as students will uh, who were here uh, in the last couple of years will know we did um provide some modifications on a temporary basis yeah. to uh credit no credit uh due to uh you know issues related to the pandemic and then uh, asu did come back with a formal request that we make some of those changes permanent yes. and um you know i i uh, when we discussed that last year, um, we had decided to not, we'd undertaken some consideration of it, but we had decided to not proceed uh, through governance last year. Uh, but we've continued to work on it. Yes. Um, and the reason I, and I won't get into the details of it, but it's really around um, making sure that we don't uh, make any changes to credit no, no credit, that have unintentional negative consequences for students. That is really our major consideration here. Um, So we do have uh, consultations underway where we're uh, looking at making some significant changes. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, if we were to go forward with those, they would come to faculty council for approval. And so we'll be continuing to update the ACSU executive on where we're at with those considerations. But I expect students to be hearing about that in 2023. Uh, another real focus we have that will uh, provide, I think, really significant impact for students is in the area of academic advising. Mm. Um, a- as students will know, you know, your primary uh, stop stopping in point for advising is to your college, but you can get advice in many places, right? You're yeah. gonna often go to your departmental undergraduate advisor. Uh, you might come in here to the Office of the Faculty Registrar and Sid Smith. Uh, accessibility services, your faculty registrar, and if you've gone to any of those places you'll know that you have to tell the person all about what your situation is, right? You've got to retell that story to multiple people because in fact we don't have a centralized enterprise solution, a technology solution that captures all of that information so that we can better serve the student and that's what we're implementing. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've partnered with the provost office and with another faculty on a uh, university-wide enterprise solution uh, that will support uh, really excellence in advising. Mm -hmm. So what this is going to mean, and we'll be talking to ASU more about this, it's going to roll out in phrases, but when it rolls out later this year, what it will how it will help students already in the short term is that if you go into any one of those people that i described before and you might be asking about the choice between two courses for example or yeah. can you um you know modify a course selection uh whoever you contact might say you know what we need to pull in uh, an advisor from your college or right. we need to pull in somebody from another office and instead of sending you to go over and do that they'll be able to book that meeting directly yes. with them perhaps Paul pull that person directly into the call, put all the notes in the system so that Um, we've got that really captured um, as an advising issue that you've got, and we're going to be on top of solving it in a timely manner. Mm -hmm. So, um, this is part of how we think about improving the student experience, right? The student experience is a really broad term, right? That captures many things. So, what we've been really focused on in the dean's office is what's within our control that really improve your experience, and that's really customer service experience, right? (laughs) You've got a question, you need some help, we want to give you a great experience and how we provide you that advice.
0: Yeah, so I guess just since we're on such a positive note and there are so exciting things coming up, what do you think was the biggest accomplishment of the past academic year since we have so many new things coming up? What wow, were the major Oh, that's
1: uh that's a big question. <laughs> um you know, I, I. mean, I think overall, and I know we're 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 sort of focused a bit here on the pandemic, and um and as even though we try to emerge <laughs> from it, you know, I, I really am thinking back over the last term that our return uh, largely to campus mm-hmm. has gone, um, I would say, uh, relatively well. And yeah. I know there's been some bumps along the road, yeah. but uh, we completed our first term yes. uh, back in person. Students uh, engaged back in their clubs and activities. Yeah. Um, you know, that's that's really um, been a major accomplishment for us that yeah. uh, that uh, we had to have over a couple of years so that's been outstanding. We've really done though a couple of other things that we've launched on the academic side that I've been talking about and I want to make sure all uh, members of our community are aware of um, and that is the creation of some really new critical um, academic units. Mm-hmm. Um, we launched a uh, Center for Caribbean Studies wow. so uh, uh, students may know that we've got two programs, uh, one in Caribbean Studies and African Studies that have been housed for many years in New College. Um, really uh, incredible interdisciplinary uh, teaching that's done in these programs, but they haven't always had the supports that they need to really uh, perhaps thrive and, and go to the next level. Yeah. And. Um, and in fact, many of the teaching that has been done in these programs has been done um, by uh, sessional lecturers, professors with more precarious employment, people teaching on overload, and. Um, and we really came together to say uh, that we need to um, make the investments in these programs uh, to, to ensure their stability and yeah. success for students. So uh, we now formally have launched the Center for Caribbean Studies and we're excited about bringing through governance this year the Center for African Studies, still tightly associated with New College, but having the independent directorship that, that frankly they deserve. Uh, we've also moved the Center for Indigenous Studies um, to uh, the the top level of what we call extra departmental units. You know, we've got many acronyms here at U of T, so we'll try not to bog down in that. But for the first time, the Center for Indigenous um, Indigenous Studies uh, is now able to hire faculty members uh, 100% within Indigenous Studies. They'll be able to uh, develop and offer graduate programs, yeah. PhD programs, should they wish to do so. Uh, so they they are really um, uh, have full autonomy now mm-hmm. um, uh, within our faculty and within our university. So yeah. we're we're very excited about those developments.
0: Yeah, and I think especially with just recent events that have happened since. Well, a couple years ago that yeah. have erupted and shown us how important it is to have these different departments and specific units yeah. that typically would be underrepresented, yeah. just kind of underserved, really getting the support from the dean's office yeah. and getting the academic support and the guidance and just anything they need along the way to make sure that those kinds of topics and those kinds of areas of research are really brought to the forefront.
1: You're right. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: So that's definitely a huge one, I think, yeah. especially just I'm thinking recent events with Black Lives Matter, Stop Asian Hate, um, the news around just missing and murdered Indigenous women and all the rights that are going there. It's so important that we emphasize that. And the work that we've done, I think, isn't typically reflected in a lot of current academia, but I think U of T is really taking the step and the initiative to take Mm -hmm. leadership on that.
1: Yeah, we're we're certainly proud of that. Yeah. Let me also comment, uh, you know, along these lines um, about um, you know some of the the global events uh, over the course of the last year. Of course, the uh, Russian invasion of Ukraine, yes. um, the uprisings in Iran. Uh, uh, the uh, the devastating circumstances in Afghanistan. Um, this is something, and, 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 and global events in other countries yeah. as well. Um, these of course have been probably uh, top in the media. Uh, the, the university and the faculty uh, have been very committed to doing what we can uh, to promote scholars, uh, students, uh, academics uh, in these and other countries through a range of programs including Scholars at Risk. Um, You know, many students and arts and science community members will know that do Dua do a generous gift from the Temerty Foundation. We have over 200 uh, undergraduate students here uh, from Ukraine um, uh, studying uh, across the faculty. Uh, They started here last summer and and they remain here this term. we uh, are continuing to, as the president indicated in his statement, provide opportunities for uh, Iranian uh, scholars and students uh, to find their way here to the University of Toronto. Um, we've had the privilege of welcoming a number of uh, scholars from Afghanistan mm-hmm. uh, in various units. And um, I just say these, uh, all of these students and scholars that I've had the opportunity to meet, and I know uh, other of my colleagues have as well, are just so incredibly inspired yes. um, and grateful to have the opportunity to welcome them here on campus. They bring a diversity of experience, a wealth of knowledge that really enrich our classrooms and, and, our, and our activities here. I mean you think about being in a, cl- a political science classroom, for example, yeah. Yeah. Um, and you've got a student uh, that uh, that just arrived from the Ukraine. Uh, that's a very interesting perspective that they can bring a good conversation and, you know, the, these scholars that are displaced uh, that are joining us here, they, they're demonstrating incredible resilience. Um, you know, they've left their families and friends back home after their, uh, their families and friends are under really dire, um, precarious situations. Uh, you know, our st- these students that are here from the Ukraine are very fearful, of course, about mm-hmm. uh, the safety of their families, um, but they're committed to and they recognize the opportunity they've had. And so they're they're dedicating themselves to make the most of this opportunity, recognizing that, you uh, you know when uh when uh, the time is right for them to to return to their country uh they're going to need to step up and be future leaders uh in any of the countries that they return to and so we feel really privileged to play this important role uh at this time in their academic careers uh and in the future uh rebuilding of their countries
0: yeah and i just want to mention that to students whose families might be Mm -hmm. affected by this or who might be personally affected by these global crises going on ASU also offers a lot of support. So don't feel like you're the only one and don't feel like these are out of our control or out of our reach, um, even though they are complex. And it's definitely an ever-changing situation and ever-changing global foreground and background. I think what's really important to recognize is that ASU, over the past year, we've helped students with financial needs from other countries. If you have issues with your course load Mm -hmm. or just need to send support back home, um, any question that you have about that, we'd be more than happy to help you out. So just for students who, you know, might not have just been recently displaced or might not have directly been involved or, I guess, directly in the present of these issues happening. If you've been affected in any way, shape or form, even that's academically, financially, mentally, whatever, we're here to support you. And I think it's yeah. really important Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And you know, ASU does a great job of also promoting activities that are happening across campus that you can come and uh, be yeah. part of, and and that's that's a great way to uh, you know if if you, sometimes you've got got some complex emotions and it's kind of hard to to yeah. figure out where they come from. You know, joining in with community uh, at these important times and there's a lot happening in the world is uh, is, is often uh, really helpful to, to work through them. So yeah. you know, for example, tonight uh, there's a memorial um, for Ukrainian passenger, oh, passengers is, of Flight P. Yeah. Uh, S752, which I'll be attending. Um, you know, I'm always uh, grateful to have the opportunity to come to these events, yeah. and it's wonderful to see so many members of the U of T community come together. It's not just from members of the Iranian community; yeah. uh, they really value. Um, uh, you know, students from, from, from all across the world coming yeah. together in recognition. So, whether it's uh, recognizing uh, challenging uh, memorials such as this one, um, or celebrating, for example, Ukrainian culture uh, that, that happened uh, in December that students put on, or, or for any other activities happening across campus, yeah. come on out uh, and be with other people is a great way. Yeah,
0: and you also learn a lot too. I, I sure think do. that's really because U of yeah. T just attracts such a wealth of students from so many diverse backgrounds yeah. and so diverse experiences like you mentioned and so there's always something for someone
1: there is and there is support where you need it there is and and you know I find those events when you come together with students I just leave so inspired <laughs> and so energized yeah um our students are absolutely incredible so yeah. uh you know that you're you're these wonderful students but uh, <laughs> but come out and meet uh, meet others and yeah. let me also just say if I can uh, sort of have a segue from that You know, uh, as the travel restrictions have eased over the course of the last year, I've been doing more travel where I've been meeting with alumni around the world. And I just, in every one of these alumni engagements, I just wish I had every arts and science (laughs) undergraduate student, you know, over my shoulder listening in because... Our alumni are incredible, Mm -hmm. and they are incredible because, well, for many reasons, but they talk about um, their arts and science experience. And let me tell you that nearly every one of them tells me, you know, when I was at U of T, it was really hard. Uh, I know (laughs) that. I was an arts and science undergrad student here but wow am i ever thankful for my education because whether they went on and they pursued another degree or they went straight into their employment they absolutely uh, tell me that they are a step ahead of their peers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so whatever you're going to go on and do after this, the education that you've had here is really going to uh, yeah. position you incredibly well. And I also just want to say that we meet um alum who've had really are having, in the midst of having, really incredible career paths. Um, And that's the value of an arts and science education, right? Mm. You have the opportunity to take a mixture of courses across the humanities, social sciences and sciences, you develop critical thinking, communication skills, ethical, quantitative skills, the list goes on, and then you can use those in a huge variety of ways. So I know when we're often coming into university, we're thinking, what am I going to do after, Right. Um, and yes, we want to think about what our next steps are, but you don't need to have it all planned out because yeah. what the <laughs> vast number of arts and science alums show you is that you can use those in a huge variety of ways that allow you to follow your passions You're and right. to use those skills. So, my real advice to students, too, is um, we have many uh, alumni mentorship programs. Mm-hmm. Um, please access those because the alum out there are just desperate to get on a Zoom call, have a coffee <laughs> chat with you, take you out for lunch, uh, and uh, talk you through uh, their experience, their, their friends, their fellow former classmates experience, uh, give you some advice on where you're at. So I uh, really encourage you to do that. Yeah.
0: You mentioned you were traveling around the world, so obviously every opportunity to travel is a pretty great one. Yeah. What was your favorite place to visit?
1: oh that's a tough uh that's a tough question i um well, I would say primarily the travel has still been largely in North America. I've been okay. to Europe a couple of times, but with the travel uh, restrictions, I haven't been able to go everywhere that okay. I've wanted to go. Yeah. Um, so, for example, we all know we, of course, have many alum, uh across Asia and yeah. I've actually never had the opportunity to go. Really? And I am really excited to do so and it had been in my plans from yeah. day one of taking this role, but, uh, but of course, with the onset of the pandemic, it's coming soon. but it's coming very soon yes. so i'm i'm hesitating on answering your question because we've really only been uh, recently uh, yeah. throughout the u.s and europe and so i don't want to say that these are the best places when i haven't had the opportunity to go <laughs> so many places more uh, broadly yeah our alum are all over the world they so sure are
0: so many opportunities yeah. and of course the students listening one day you will be those alum. Yeah. And you never know when Dean Wooden will just show up to your doorstep. Yeah. And I can't
1: <laughs> say early enough, you know, as soon as you graduate, um, and I can't wait to uh, <laughs> to see you walk across that stage, uh, you have to stay in touch with us. This is really important. Yeah. We, you need to, to update your contact information as you move around, because then when I'm coming to your city, you're going to get the invite. <laughs> You'll be the first one to know. Yeah.
0: yeah, And so I guess just since we're on such a positive note, the last thing I wanted to bring up was our new initiative that's also partnered with us which is Dean for a Day. So Dean for a Day is an initiative that's currently being run in conjunction with the Dean's Office and with ASU to raise money for food banks around campus, which have been essential in supporting students Mm -hmm. and just people in need. So that's going to be a donation. And so all the money that we raise from selling raffle tickets here in the ASU office will be matched by ASU. And of course, the most exciting part of that is every student who enters and buys raffle tickets will have the chance to be drawn to become Dean for the day, which means that they get to switch roles with you, Dean Wooden. So I guess you know this is going on. How yeah, absolutely. Feel, how are you feeling as the day to draw winner is drawing closer? Are you excited? Are you anxious? Anything in
1: between? Absolutely excited. So, um, <laughs> one of the things that, uh, because in in my role, I get to learn about so many different programs, so many different academic disciplines, some of which I didn't even know (laughs) I existed here at U of T. Uh, And so I, I spend a lot of time thinking, well, you know, when I retire, uh, hopefully many, many years from now, um, you know, I want to come back and take courses in all of these subjects. So uh, I'm really excited to see what student wins this because uh, I can't wait to get uh, out in the classroom and and learn something new. So. I, you know whatever the field is uh, I can't wait yeah so I mean no we should say no academic guarantees here though no you know?
0: <laughs> <laughs> would not it be so funny if you walked into like a midterm yeah yeah <laughs>
1: well you know look we should make sure to we will uh, we will work with the student on the date. yeah uh, no academic harm will be done to you uh, we should put that in the free fine print there I mean I think if Dean
0: Wooden's taking your test the prof kind of has to <laughs> let that slide right so I mean, what can the future student look forward to? So you have a lot of things going on. So I guess you can kind of just tell us what does a typical day in your day look like or what can the student look forward to
1: if they get chosen? Yeah, well, we'll have to also think about the day from that perspective for them because we want to give them actually a variety of things. You know, the the day is uh, full of meetings, but (laughs) we won't... um, we we'll 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 make it a little bit more entertaining <laughs> for the student in that way. Um you know, it might be great if in fact if the dean for the day was there a day that they met with the ASSO executive, well, you know. So we might want to well, think about uh yeah. a few things like that. But yeah, they'll be up uh in my office on the second floor of Sydney Smith and yeah. they'll be um meeting with uh academic colleagues and students throughout the day in a variety of capacities. Yeah.
0: yeah, and so just for fun, are there any classes or majors that you're especially worried about? Because I know you're an expert in zoology and cell and system biology, so I'm assuming those are going to be very easy passes for you. But any courses that or areas that you're not so familiar with
1: that Well, I mean, <laughs> I I think many things outside of my comfort zone <laughs> get me a little bit nervous. Um, you know, I. I You can imagine that for example, if it would be a language that I don't speak, Uh, you know, that might be particularly challenging or if I might have to uh, take an upper level coding course or something, you know. But look, we'll work with the student to, you know, to find a way to make this fun. Yeah, it'll be a learning experience for both parties. I think exactly. So just as a reminder
0: to students, we're still selling tickets. So Absolutely. Just down here in the ASU office, Sid Smith, room one oh six eight. It's the bright pink one, you really can't miss it. And just talk to one of us at the front desk and we'd be happy to sell you tickets you can buy them in a whole stack you can buy one or two the more you buy the more your chances go up and so if you would like to be dean for a day and that opportunity excites you just feel free to stop by okay so that's kind of our upcoming initiative there just before we end off dean wood and i wanted to pass it back to you and see if you have any closing remarks or any last words for anyone listening as we start the new semester any words of wisdom (laughs) any final you know just pieces of advice that you'd like to share
1: just want to wish everyone a wonderful 2023 and a great (laughs) term uh to make sure you that they know as we've been reminding them throughout this podcast um that ASU is here from them their professors are here from them staff are here from the registrar support uh and and really to engage right seize the opportunity you know we all learned over the last couple of years that um you know perhaps uh attending university by studying in your childhood bedroom or your parents' baseroom wasn't quite what you had anticipated. (laughs) So look, now that we're back uh let's make the most of it right get out there join a club uh come out to faculty council attend a memorial resolution whatever it might be uh i really want to see you out there and i can't wait to meet you
0: yeah and have a great year everyone hope everything goes well and make sure you take some time off before things really start to pick up like you mentioned at the very start it's important to take care of yourself we're here to help along the way uh have a great rest of the semester everyone and again if you need anything we just email a text or call away Take care. Bye-bye.